I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. <laughs> What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the Cortez Sun Up Podcast. Once again, I'm Josh Evanoff. As always, welcome by the one and only man of the hour, too sweet to be sour, future Jiu-Jitsu world champion, Angel Ortega. We got a lot of stuff to talk about this week, boys. UC Vegas 84, ending the UFC's long hiatus uh, from holding events going down this Saturday night. There was also a boatload of news, most of which broke right after we finished filming last week. Nonetheless, we have two sponsors of the show, Rogue Energy and Elixir Rogue Energy. You'll keep me fueled up, keep me uh, ready to get through the day, get me to the finish line no matter where it is, whether I'm at the gym, at home, or I'm cleaning off my car because I live in Kansas and we get the fucking massive snowstorm. Uh, mm-hmm. It helps me get there. Uh, with code sound off at checkout for 10% off Elixir, the exact opposite gets me really chilled out with your Delta A products. And uh, once again, code sound off, you know, been, been playing through Baldur's Gate still, and uh, taking some Elixir, some Elixir gummies whenever I decide to chill out, man. So, uh Hope you guys enjoy those as well. Code sent off for both of those. Rogue Energy and Elixir.com for 10% off. Look, man, um, it's been a long combat sports fight. Maybe not combat sports. We had Ryzen. You know, we had Deontay Wilder and AJ fighting on that day of reckoning card. Um, not against each other. That, that fight's never going to happen. But nonetheless, the UFC is back after a month away. And it's a light heavyweight title eliminator. In the main event of UC Vegas 84, Magomedon Kalaev, who, I mean, in an alternate reality, Angel, I mean, he's been UC light heavyweight champion for quite a while now, man. I mean, he had that controversial draw with Jan Vahovich back in December 2022. He had one fight in 2023, which was the illegal knee, no contest with Johnny Walker just two months ago. They're now running it back. Both these men coming in here with a lot of momentum. Uh, what do you make of this matchup? And also the first, uh, you know, Johnny Walker, a guy for a long time we talked about, is he really a title you know, uh, challenger? Is he for real? It looks like he's for real, and this is finally getting an opportunity to prove it in a big five-round main event. Man, it, it took a little while to get here, right? Has he ever headlined before this? He's headlined once, and it was that uh, short-notice Jamal Hill fight. Yeah. Like, they weren't the original uh, headliner, I believe. What was the original headliner for that, then? I probably I can find that in one second. I could be wrong. I mean, I but that doesn't sound like a. Uh, it was Fazeev. It was a Hafael's. Dosanjos versus Fazeev. Oh, oh, RDA versus uh, Hafael. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. So. Okay. Damn, that was a while ago now. Fuck, man. Uh, I mean, look. There's been a lot of questions. It's like, is Johnny Walker matured? Is he changing? Is is this SPG move? It, you know, is are him and Jock having a, the the duo that you know are they are they the perfect match? You know, and uh, I mean, it, it kind of seems like at this point in time. At the same time, though, Josh, this matchup has almost seemingly. I mean, I guess maybe not even the matchup. I guess Magomed Ankalaev just in general has just kind of seems cursed, man. Things have just like knocked on. You know, he had the draw, and then the 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 uh, what was it, the eye poke in, in Abu Dhabi. You know, mm-hmm. it, it just things are just didn't, didn't things are just not aligning for this man. But this weekend they might just finally happen, Josh. Magomed Ankalaev might finally get his opportunity to get his chance once again at that two hundred five <laughs> strap, Josh. And I think he's gonna get it done. I think he's gonna do it. Um, 
there is some things that worry me about Margaret Menonca Live. I feel like at times there has been like issues and maybe distractions, maybe lack of adjustments. Like even that Yamblahovich fight, like we were kind of like, why hasn't he taken him down yet? It took a while mm-hmm. for that adjustment to come in. He had the Paul Craig loss on there. They kind of came last minute and made a mistake. You know, gets caught in a in a submission. That can happen here very well with Johnny Walker, man. Even a you know that Johnny Walker fight, he he faked getting hurt and he kind of fell for the bait a little bit there, you know. Mm-hmm. Granted, though, I mean, you know, that's that's Johnny Walker, right? Unpredictable. That's part of his game, but like my my money's on the Russian, Josh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, dude, look, dude, he's been in a really weird spot where he's been he's just been so close and yet so far away. I mean, like you mentioned, I mean, even during that title fight, man, we were I I, I remember it, bro. Like we were sitting there, but like, why doesn't he just? Why doesn't he do anything other than what he's currently doing, which is just getting battered in the legs? You know, like it took him until round three to make that adjustment. You know, he, he he's definitely had a lot of bad moments. Um, I am going to take him to get the win here. I've been I've been on the Magomedov live train for a long, long time. You know, I've always known this guy is for real, and you know, I've said for a while that he's going to be champion. And it just feels like since he's gone to the top level, he's not he's shown that he's world caliber, but he's also had a lot of weird fights which has really devalued him in a lot of ways. Um, I think this weekend he's going to go out there and get a statement win. It's the win that we've wanted to see. I mean, I, I remember thinking maybe it was that Anthony Smith win. It's like, all right, now we're for real. We're here. He's a saddle challenger. Instead, he had the really weird fight with Jan and even weirder fight with Walker. So I think he's going to go ahead and get a big win here uh, in the rematch. Go ahead and set himself up for a future title opportunity. Maybe UC 300, you know? I mean, I know that both guys have talked about fighting Alex Bahia because Alex Bahia has teased the UC 300 fight. We don't know really the status of Jamal Hill. He said that he wants to return in the summer, but, I mean, he tore his Achilles in, in I believe, early August. That's a that's a pretty quick turnaround. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. Um, nonetheless, Josh. Yeah, go ahead. Is Mogamit Uncle going to ask Johnny Walker why he's attacking his family? <laughs> You know, hey, you know what? Jokes aside, I I did not include this in the rundown. Speaking of Anthony Smith, dude, uh, did you see that he said that Jim Miller could beat Brock Lesnar in a street fight? <laughs> what? No, yeah, you heard me correctly. He he he's, he was talking on Bisping's podcast, and Bisping asked him how many how many Jim Millers do you think Brock Lesnar could beat at one time? And Anthony Smith was like, maybe one. You know, I think Jim would catch him. He was dead serious. <laughs> Dude, Jim's the dog, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you agree now, too. You agree, too. You're like, A-10 would fucking get that fake WWE fucking fighter out of there, bro. Yeah, have you seen that bit where he talked about John Jones? He's like, John Jones isn't that good. <laughs> you know you know what? Here's my hottest take. He, he, is, he is actually correct. He's largely oh. correct. Yeah, let him know, Josh. I mean, and, to, and like, Anthony Smith's point, which a lot of people took out of context, he was saying, like, it's not, like, John Jones, like, he's tall, and he's long, but beyond that, he's not, like, crazy physically strong, he's not this, he's not that, but it's his fight IQ in the way that he uses his fucking skills that makes him as good as he is, you know what I mean? Like, you look that out of the context. That being said, maybe he should stop fighting after saying the Brock Lesnar Jim Miller one, dude, like... Maybe maybe we should have, you know, fucking put him in the Pat Miltich stable and not letting him fight again, you know, like I don't different know, reasons. I don't know, dude. Pat Pat Miltich is still committed to the game, dude. He's catching DUIs and still showing up to fucking press conferences. 
Well, hey, man, Pat Miletic, he, he just had his, uh, you know, three year anniversary of, uh, you know, changing the world, you know. <laughs> if you know, you know. <laughs> anyways, anyways, uh, man, UFC Vegas 84, um, you know, in the co-main event, uh, Manel Cape back for the first time since his banger with Felipe Dos Santos. In September, that was his fourth win in a row inside the UC Octagon. We thought maybe he was going to get Kai Car France. Uh, he said that Kai Car France actually declined to fight him. Um, maybe he was hurt by by their previous all <laughs> interaction. Uh, nonetheless, he's going to be taking on Mateus Nicolau, man, um, contender in his own ranked uh, own right, ranked inside the top five, coming off a knockout loss to Brandon Roy Val in April at UC Kansas City. We were present for that one. Prior to that, he had a six-fight winning streak, hoping to get right back on the uh, the right track here. What do you make of this matchup down to 125 pounds? I mean, this is, I'm pretty sure there's a rematch, right? Like, this is an old matchup that, that this fight happened uh, early Correct. on in uh, Manel Cape's uh, UC tenure. And it was, a yeah. it was a fight he could have won. He didn't end up getting the nod in it. At the same time, though, he could have probably put in more of an exclamation point on it and, and got in the victory. I think, I think to a certain extent, this fight makes some sense. Um, definitely got to, I don't know, keep trying to stay active, trying to prove himself, trying to establish himself still in the UFC. And I think he's definitely done that, right? With, uh, some of the performance he's been putting up and obviously that, uh, you know, him saying the gamer word in his last match. <laughs> Post fight. I know that clip got a lot of attention. Oh, yeah. And, and so he's definitely got some eyes on him. And look, I'm a little disappointed, man. I, I was down for the Kai Kara France, uh, you know, matchup. I, I felt like they had some, they had a good storyline there. They had some serious heat. That, that could have been, you know, that, that would have been one of those fights that if it happened to be in the Apex, I would have been perfectly fine with, you know? Mm-hmm. Obviously, I think it would have been even better in front of a crowd, but there, there was something there, man, and they just, weren't able to capitalize on it. Granted, you know, there's a number of factors I'm sure we, we don't know. And, you know, we, like you mentioned, uh, apparently Kai did not, uh, did not want the matchup. So, I mean, there's also that. Regardless though, man, I, I think Manel's gonna, I think Manel Cave's gonna get it done this time, man. I think he's gonna close it out, get his vengeance, get that win he knows he, he deserved that down that night and, and be like, you know, I'm here. I have arrived. I deserve that title shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm on the same page. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and take Manel Cape to go ahead and get the nod here. Um, obviously, they fought back just, I mean, less than three years ago at this point. From what I remember, that was a very close fight. If I remember correctly, most people even had uh, Manel Cape winning that one. Um, I'm actually going to pull up. I'm very curious on that. I'm going to pull the uh, MMA decisions up right now. Because um, from what I remember, it was a very, yeah, it was a split decision win, actually, for Mateus Nicolau. And. Every single media member scored it for Manel Cape. So, every single one. Um, yeah. So, I'm going to go take Manel Cape to get it done here, man. He's coming in here hot. Four wins in a row. You know, not exactly the highest level of competition, but it really did look like when he first got to the UFC. Like, he showed his talent level, but he was just kind of inconsistent. You know, it looks like he's found his footing. And it's important to remember, he's just turning 30. So, just now entering his prime or around in his prime. So, I'm going to go and take Manel Cape to get the win here, man. Um should be a banger regardless. As far as the rest of this UC Vegas 84 card goes, there's actually a fair bit of talent on here. First UC card of the year, so it looks like they kind of they did kind of give it a couple of relatively, you know, more important names. Um, what fights do you most want to talk about? I mean, look, maybe not. There's needs, but not necessarily the the biggest of profiles, right? 
in some of these, uh, kind of some, like maybe for the hardcore, you know, guys like, you know, just to give you an example, like the Matthew, the Matthew Smellburgers of the world, Josh Van, a young guy, you know, trying to come up. Uh, you know, Nicholas Moda, who, who Jim Miller fought and he made his debut against. That's when he got that knock, uh, that finish. Uh, that, that was a, man, that's, that is two years ago now. Wow, that was a, that was a while back now. Mm-hmm. And time flies. Regardless of Josh, we gotta talk about him because we, we wanna know if he's gonna fight at UFC 300 and this fight might decide it, Josh. Jim Miller. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, so Dana has said that regardless, Jim Miller will be added. So that is the good news. However, theoretically, if he takes too much damage in a fight like this, it won't happen. Um, now, I mean, is he good enough to beat Brock Lesnar? That's up for debate. Uh, he is. <laughs> um, but <laughs> regardless, I mean, taking on Gabriel Bernines, uh this should be a banger of a fight. Gabe hits hard. Um, I believe that Jim Miller is currently favored to win, like, um, according to the betting odds. Um, I'm actually going to pull this up right now. Yeah, Jim Miller currently a minus 145 favorite, according to a betting line I'm looking at right now. I'm not going to name because they're going to fucking pay me. Uh, but, yeah, minus 145, Guido Ramirez returning at a plus 120. Like you said, if he gets the win, A-10 will be headed to UFC 300. And, you know, he's actually named a couple people. I mean, Tony Ferguson, Matt Brown, both fights that he wants. Which of those two names would you rather see Jim Miller fight at UFC 300 out of curiosity? Matt Brown. <laughs> no interest in the Tony one. No. Yeah, I don't either. Just <laughs> All right, cool. You know something um, though, but this fight itself though could could turn into a banger. I mean, Mowgli Mowgli's a dog. I fully agree. I fully agree, man. Um, I think that fight's going to be an absolute banger. I mean, he and and also, I mean, Mowgli's a guy in in his own right. You know, thirty five years old, getting a bit up there in age, and most of the guys that he's fought and have not really been of a high level of competition. I mean, there's not a single guy that he's beaten that's in the UFC still. So, um. And he's been around longer than people think, too. He's one of those guys. He's been around for a decade now. So should be a banger. Two veterans. Uh, excited to see it, man. Um, speaking of veterans, we got to give a shout to our boy, the Pitbull, Andre Arlovsky, dude. I mean, 44 years young. He's shown no sign of slowing down. He's going to turn 45 in a month, Angel. 45 in a fucking month. Dude. That's my go. That's my go. I know, I know. He's he's entering here on a two fight losing streak. Don Mays and Marcos Rogerio de Lima, and you know, and he, he's once again the underdog taking on Waldo Cortez Acosta. Um, I, I I wish they would. I mean, I guess I guess this is kind of his role, right? He always faces these guys that are coming to the UC and are younger guys. That's a wonderful that, matchup, though, for Andre, though. It's a good one. Yeah, I got no issue with it. I, I could easily see him pulling it out. I can also see him easily losing. So I mean, Coast Coast is young. You know, he's still green. We've seen it. Yeah. Uh, it's a hard fight. I think it's the right fight for both these guys. Obviously, like you said, they have Andre still. You know, they kind of use him as like, hey, we got this young guy. We kind of want him tested. You know, mm-hmm. and for and for you know, Costa, he needs uh to face people with uh you know experience and a lot of cage time and obviously a legend. You know, so there's definitely a lot there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, Wolo Cortez Acosta, 32 years old in his own right, so not really young, but young for a heavyweight, you know. Um, excited to see what he does. I mean, I, I'm really I'm really pulling for, for the Pitbull man. I want to see how long he can take this. Um, 
Well, we'll have to see, man. Um, also slated for the main card, a couple of other bangers. Ricky Simone, Mario Bautista, up at Bantamweight. Mario Bautista, you know, coming in here on a five-fight winning streak, bro. I mean, ever since he lost to Corey Sandhagen in the debut relatively easily, he's put it together. And obviously, we know Ricky Simone, man, just an absolute dog, you know, coming off the first main event, second main event of his career. Um, and also, we got to, I mean, Bruno Fajaya, man, it might be... I mean, one of the greatest, like the greatest prospects we returning on here, man. Brazilian guy, the Hulk, thirty-one years old, ten and one, taking on Phil Hawes, uh, for, Dylan Dennis trainer, Phil Hawes, man. Um, he's coming oh, off a God, couple, I couple, forgot about that. I know, I know. Coming off a couple knockout losses should be a banger. Um, yeah, man, it should be a fun card. Um, any any fights you want to highlight before we go ahead and move on? No, man. I mean, I'm surprised you didn't uh, shout out your guy there, Marcus McGee. I know he's taking on a... Yeah. What's he taking on? Is this guy... We've seen him before, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I believe. Remember, this, this is this is the kickboxer. We talked about him a while back. Holy shit. This is Dream Killer or Muay Thai. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This is old. This is, this is, a, this is a way throwback. This, this wasn't yeah. even in the UFC. This is back in Bellator when we yeah, talked about Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this motherfucker's from Bellator, dude. Jesus Christ. Holy shit! No one, I mean, no one ever fucking knew the name, dude. But damn. Yeah, okay. no, it, it took me a second. I looked at it and I was like, wait, I just just look mad familiar right now. He had a fight in the UFC. This is his second fight now in the UFC. That should yeah. be an interesting one. Holy fuck, that went through me for a loop right there. Fuck, dude. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm really happy you highlighted that one, dude. I completely forgot. Dream killer. By the way, what a sick name, right? Incredible name. I mean, is is it better than the last emperor? I think not. But, you know, just... I I mean, we've talked about this. The last emperor is probably the greatest MMA nickname of all time, and I don't know if anything's going to be able to top it. You know, I mean, there, a lot of people like uh, what's some of the other very big popular ones? I can't think of the top. I like I like Vanderlei a lot. The Axe Murderer. You the know? Axe Murderer. You know, yep. The, the Ice Man. The Ice. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of those ones from back. I feel like a lot of these new fighters they got to pick better nicknames. They're all I kind feel of like unique. That's it. Let's, let's be honest. What, what has been like one of the better ones? I mean, I mean, Izzy Izzy does Stylebender. That has to be up there, right? The la- yeah, the last Stylebender is pretty fucking sick. You know, yeah. hey man, all yeah. I'm gonna say is back in the day when he was fighting in China, the Black Dragon still went pretty hard. You know. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, nonetheless, man. I mean, yeah. I mean, just kind of redirected. I mean, this is this is a uh, it's a solid card. It's good couple, enough to come yeah. back to, right? It's not perfect. Yeah. It's not. It's not the best, but it has has plenty of enough to to make you excited for the return. It's been so long, man. How many yeah, weeks it's, yeah. was I deprived, Josh? We, I mean, it's almost a full month. Last card was used in two ninety six, January sixteenth. This one going down thirteenth, so a damn near a month. I mean, Josh, I dude, I felt like the UFC fucking tied me up in the cage, injected me with testosterone, and they just you know <laughs> laid it down in front of me. And I'm just I'm I'm ready for the kill, dude. Yeah, 100. percent And you you know what? You'd probably pass uh, a dr- uh, drug free sport. You'd probably pass the fucking drug test, you know, with that with that in your veins, bro. You know. I mean, shit. We'll, we'll be seeing if any UFC fighters get any uh, have any new body body <laughs> looking bodies here coming coming up this next year. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um. Anyways, man. Anyways. Um. Yeah, we can kind of, I mean, admittedly, we don't have anything else to talk about in the terms of events, but there is so much fucking news that broke over the last week that is honestly, it, it's kind of, 
it's borderline hilarious how much news has broken. Uh, but we'll go ahead and hit it off with a major one, the biggest one in my opinion. Um, we, we've been speculating a lot what was next for Francis Ngannou after his split decision loss to Tyson Fury where he knocked down the Gypsy King, uh, did much better than basically the entire world thought possible. And, you know, I believe uh, one of the only, I believe he's the only man alongside Deontay Wilder to take his scorecard off of the Gypsy King. So, fun champ. fact for you. Yeah, let's go with champ. Fun fact for you. Um, he will be facing Anthony Joshua, March 8th in Saudi Arabia. That was the original date for Anthony Joshua versus Deontay Wilder. However, due to the bronze bomber losing to Joseph Parker, it'll instead be the predator in there against the former two-time champ. Um, this is a banger matchup. The opening odds, Ngannou's already being doubted once again. Uh, I see the odds have shifted a little bit, but some places had him as high as a plus 1,000 whenever the fight announced. Um, I'm now seeing him as low as a, as a plus 400, so it's worth noting wow. that as well. Um, nonetheless, man. What do you make of this fight? Is this the right fight for both men? Obviously, Ngannou has said in boxing, he's not here for a long time. He's here for a good time. Dude, I am rock hard with emotion, Josh. You got a phoner. In the I words got of JK. a phoner, Josh. I love it, dude. I fucking love it. I'm going to give Francis credit, dude. I remember way like back uh, late last year, we were talking about, like, who's he going to fight? You were telling me, like, I feel like there's not going to be an in-between. It's either going to be either, like, a guy like a Tyson Fury or Anthony Joshua slash Deontay Wilder, or some guy like Derek Chisora. Well, Josh, we have gone through it now, and it was the latter. You know, we we got Tyson Fury, and now we're getting Anthony Joshua. I mean, uh, Josh, if if Francis Ngannou wins that, is he in line for a title shot? Would he be boxing the winner of Usyk Tyson Fury? I think I think he would have to be, right? I mean, I mean you know? a split decision to split decision to Fury, where a lot of people. Uh, thought that he won, and then a win over AJ, who, I mean, it's not like this is AJ of, like, you know, coming off of the Usyk losses. This motherfucker's won three fights in a row and just destroyed Otto Valine. And AJ's young. Yeah. Francis is the old guy. Which is crazy, but, yeah. Well, I wonder what, excuse, wonder what excuses I'll have this time, Josh. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, I, I don't even know. But I'm already seeing it, man. I'm already seeing it. It's, it's, like, it's like deja vu, dude. I mean, maybe... It's not going to be, it it's Josh, it's not going to be you got any excuses tonight, Roy. It's going to be you got any excuses tonight, Anthony. <laughs> God, dude, God willing, bro. God willing, dude. I mean, <laughs> bro, I'm already seeing it. I'm already seeing it. I'm already seeing the same people who were like, you know, Fury's going to dominate and Fury's going to beat his ass. You know, in Ghana, MMA fighters can't box. We're doing the same thing once again. I'm seeing people like, oh, really? It's going to be AJ this time around. He's going to do what he, what uh, Fury was supposed to do. Really, AJ, he's the bad matcher for Ngannou. You know, it's like. You know what would happen? They'd be like, well, AJ lost to Eddie Ruiz, so what can we really say? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what's going to happen? What's going to happen is is if this fight happened and if AJ loses, like, well, really? I mean, after he lost to Usyk, you know, he was changing around trainers too much. I mean. You know, he just fought in December. I mean, it's a short turnaround. You know, like they they're gonna do the whole the whole fucking bit again. We're like, really, it's not in Ghana. It's just that Fury didn't take it seriously. So, look, man. I mean, what is this fight scheduled for? The rumor date? Uh, March eighth. Fuck, that's not long from now, dude. No, it is not. It's gonna take place the day before UFC nine uh, two ninety nine. UFC two ninety nine is a fucking banger. Which is an all-time card in its own right, which just had a fight announcement, which we'll talk about soon. 
So, um, yeah, man, I mean, absolutely insane. I will ask you right now, because we're going to preview the fight in under two months' time, so we're not going to go whole preview, and really think there's not a whole, like, too much more to actually say about it substantively, but uh, who are you leaning towards? I mean, I, I'm, I love me some big Francis, and I, and I really do think AJ, I was really impressed with his last win. I'm really conflicted as of now. How do you feel? Josh, ever since Francis and Ganu has started this boxing journey, I have been behind Francis, and I'm not going to stop. Yeah, Nothing yeah, to stop me yeah. from believing. Fair enough, man. Fair enough. Um, I'm really conflicted about it, bro. I'm really conflicted about it. You know, like, I I really like Francis, and I really do think he could do it. But ultimately, I, I honestly don't know. So, um, so good, dude. We know who has the Mirkon chin in there. That's okay. <laughs> hey, well, that's kind of the thing, though, right? I mean, here's, I mean, just to kind of, not to get too deep into it, but, like, that's kind of, that's kind of the thing, though, right? Like, Fury had such an incredible chin, and Joshua does not. And Fury himself, like, that fight, a lot of people, I'm not sure if people have rewatched that one. I've watched that fight a couple different times, uh, the Ngadu Fury one. And it's like, Fury, the first two rounds, even up until the knockdown and late round three, he was, he was, I don't want to say putting on a clinic, but it was a relatively easy night of work for him. It looked like it was going to be an easy night, but it only took one. And once that one landed, Fury was like, oh, shit. I gotta I go serious. <laughs> yeah, I can't be fucking around with this guy. I have to get, like, it really changes approach. So, if AJ, you know, maybe he'll go out there and he'll try and box, you know, conservatively, but if he opens himself up for one, that's really all he's gonna take. So. Oh, no, I will never forget his eyes, dude, when he got knocked down. That shit will live for him free in my head. Complete shock. Complete shock, dude. Um, he's like, oh, yeah. fuck. He's like, this is, this is for real now, huh? Like, so, uh, yeah, man. Um, yeah, very, very excited to see that fight going down. And like I said, under two months' time in Saudi Arabia. And by the way, I mean, we've heard some other fights may get added to it. Maybe Deontay Wilder versus, uh, you know, Big Zhang, which, you know, for Wilder's sake, I hope he doesn't take it. Uh, if there's a man I don't want to be facing coming off of a brutal loss, it's fucking Big Zhang, man, uh, coming in here hot, riding a couple knockout wins. So, um, for his sake, I, I hope he doesn't take that one. But apparently it might be Joseph Parker versus Zang is what I'm currently hearing. So that's also a banger. But nonetheless, man, that's all we got for boxing announcements. Uh, well, not exactly, but we'll, we'll go ahead and we'll get into UFC, man, because UFC 300, we've been going back and forth. Like, when are these next fights going to be announced, man? And Dana has said that he's going to announce some more title fights in the weekend. But as of right now, all we got is one. First title fight going to UFC 300 is all China. China number one in the strawweight division because Wei Li Zhang will be taking on Yan Zhao Nan. You and I personally have called for this fight for like years now to go down specifically in China. Going down, not in China, instead of the milestone UFC 300 going down in April. Uh, is this the right fight? Was this the right location? What do you make of it? I mean, there's nothing wrong with the fight. What's wrong with the what is wrong with this fight is where it's going to be at. Yeah, this shit should have been in Beijing. Goddamn it! I fully agree with you. I agree with you. Um, in terms of the fight itself, uh, any 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 thoughts about how it may go? Or and, and was Yan Chen on the right challenger? I mean, at this time, I think it's fine. I mean, I don't get a big issue with it. I mean, Whaley has options. I think I think that's the other thing that I'm I'm not that doesn't really worry me. Because no matter what, you you know what other potential choices there are after Yan Shan out, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, 
Fair enough. I mean, yeah. I mean, look, I don't have too many deep thoughts on this fight, and this is another fight, like, it's going to be happening in less than three months, so I don't want to preview it too deeply. Um, and I mean, I'm pretty sure everybody probably knows who we're going for, if we're being completely honest. If you listen to this show once, I mean, come on, bro. I mean, <laughs> we love, we love Wei Li Zhang here, man. I mean, I know that I get John Joan on, but, uh, yeah, we love Wei Li Zhang here, man. Um, but yeah, I mean, in terms of title fights, it's a, it's a great one to add to UFC 300. Like you said, this should be going down to Beijing. I think it's, it is promotional malpractice that it's not. I mean, especially considering we've heard the rumors of a Chinese card for quite a while now. Um, they just didn't follow through on it. So, yeah, man. I mean, but if if they're going to put it anywhere, you see hundreds of fight in place. In terms of other title fights, it's kind of interesting, man. Dana said that we're going to get a title fight announcement. You know, um, two more title fighting announcements, excuse me. We know one of them is Leon versus Bilal. That's That's very clear. According to from what everything we've heard from Leon, from Bilal, from even you know guys like Hawani who have come forward, um, we don't know that last one. And maybe even by the time this episode comes out, that last one will have been revealed. But any any final guesses before the before the show comes out? Who do you think is to be the last title fight added? It has to be a heavyweight fight or a two hundred five fight. Man, that's the only thing that makes sense at this point. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know who, man. Maybe they're waiting for the for this weekend, and they'll give the winner of of Ankalaev, you know, Walker, uh, Alex Pahea, but potentially, or maybe even next weekend, dude. Yeah, yeah, that's possible too. Um, maybe they're waiting. Uh, an off the wall one that I I personally pitched. I wrote like a I wrote a a, a piece of a Sportster this past week. It's like potential use of three hundred made events. I'm surprised nobody's talking about. Uh, the winner of Strickland versus Duplessis making a quick turnaround to face Hamza Chimaev. I'm a little bit surprised nobody's mentioned that. I think that could be possible. Dude, Especially with Strickland. What do you mean, dude? One of those guys making a quick turnaround at 205 pounds. Oh, no. No, we're done with No, we're not doing it. We're not doing it. We're not doing the champ champ shit. I'm done with the champ champ shit. Champ champ status, dude. I mean, dude, I'm champ. done with it. Could you imagine, Josh, Sean Strickland fighting at 205 versus Alex Bahia at Sean UFC Strickland. 300? Dude, they could make that a big moment. They could. They could. I mean, it'd be a rematch. I think Josh. it's more likely that Chemayev, though. Although, I, he maybe he has visa issues. I, I That's what I've heard. He may have visa issues. So. Josh, and Atrikas won the real African champ. Oh, fuck. PDP. Could be double champ status. Diamond Dallas Page holding two <laughs> titles at once. Crazy. No, fucking. He won the WCW title back in the day. He's coming for fucking. Coming for more. Uh, look, man. Yeah, I mean, it's possible. It's possible. I could see that happening. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go Tom Aspinall. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go when they smoke this fire. I don't know who he'll fight. Brock Lesnar. Can you see me now? Can you see me now? I'm not gonna rule that out either. I'm not gonna rule that out. Wait, man. What's like another like random heavyweight they could throw it to Fedor? No, no, shut the fuck. <laughs> they're getting forty-eight year old Fedor million. They finally did it. They're they're doing it for a one-off. They fucking got it. Fedor's gonna go in there and fight Tom Aspinall. Well, she, hey, you know what? Uh, Fedor Milianenko, he is in the UFC video game. So I mean, never say never, right? The thing is, who would Tom fight realistically? So, I mean, if you take a look, at, a quick look at the rankings, um, I believe, let me actually do a little bit of information. I, so, like, I believe Cyril I mean, gone, yeah. 
I was going to say, You're, unless they've been working on Steven behind the scenes. That's all I was going to say real quick. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you if you run him down, there's not too many options. Cyril gone, unbooked, but, I mean, <laughs> come on. Uh, Sergei Pavlovich just lost. Steven Miocic, we know the deal. Curtis Blades, currently scheduled to fight Jailton Almeida. Alexander Volkov uh, is unbooked, but he's already lost. Hey, you know what? I I, I don't want to I don't want to jinx it. I did have a dream that Alexander Volkov fought Tom Aspinall at UC 200. I'm just saying. <laughs> and Volkov lifted up the fucking title, didn't he? I know he did. <laughs> I know. I know. I had that same dream too. <laughs> the I mean, the problem is is that Volkov lost to him in March of 2022. But look, a two year gap in between fights, like they've done, the UC's done a lot worse lately. And, and Volkov's gotten win since then. Yeah, he's actually won three fights in a row, all by finish. So. You could do a lot worse than Volkov versus Aspinall, too. So. Yeah, and it's, it's fucking heavyweight, dude. Like, who gives a fuck? Exactly. I mean, and if you look at the rest of the division, there's literally no options. Like, it's, And then it goes, like, Almeida, who's booked, Spivak, who's lost a couple in a row, Tuivasa, who just lost to Volkov, Tybora, I mean, could, are you kidding me? Like, that's it. It's like so. Ste- it really is like Stipe Volkov, right? We really want to, like, yeah. Yeah, it's Stipe Volkov or some... Brock Lesnar, Fedor Milianenko, you know, something we're forgetting right now. Like, something Alex, off Alex, the wall. Alex Pahir. Yeah, exactly. Something crazy, you know? I don't know. You know, I thought the Izzy versus uh, Pahir fight could have been possible at one point, but seeing that Izzy was dealing with his legal stuff in New Zealand, it kind of, like, at least for me, kind of shut that down. Granted, well, though, there's still a lot of time, but... It's actually the exact opposite. According to what I read, his legal situation's done. He avoided, uh. No, I know just, that, yeah. but I'm just saying it's just the fact that it's like, you know, just fresh off of being done with it, you know what I mean? Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I don't think he'll, I don't think he'll do it. I, I do agree with you. I don't think he's gonna do it yet. I think it just, like, it would make sense, but at the same time, it doesn't seem like he's very interesting. So. Mm-hmm. Anyways, man, uh, yeah, we'll have to wait and see <clears throat> how that turns out. There are other fight announcements to talk about, though. Speaking of UFC 300, man, they did add a major, major lightweight, lightweight bout in the form of Charles Dubronx Oliveira taking on the rising Armand Sarukian. This is a lightweight title eliminator. The winner will be facing the champ, Islam Makhachev. Is this the right fight for both of these guys? I fuck with it, man. I never even thought about this fight being possible, but uh, I'm down for it. You know, it kind of came out of nowhere, which I mean, that's that's dope. You know, that's kind of what you want to see fights that you didn't really think about that are great. Um, yeah, no, I mean, there's not too much to say outside of like, this is pretty refreshing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I will say that for a division that's always so chaotic and it just feels like they're really kind of. I don't know. I'm, the lightweight division is fucking weird, man. I mean, for a long time, it's like the UC, it was the UC's greatest division. You could still make the case that it is, talent-wise. But just, like, guys aren't very active, and, you know, the UC keeps, you know, fucking Islam on the shelf a lot. Like, it's it's just kind of weird. Um, regardless, though, man, regardless. This should be a banger. Excited to see the winner of this. And either way, man, I mean, either way, I'm so down for either of these guys fighting for a fucking belt. You know, whether it be Oliveira or sorry, both of them had history with them, will be a banger. You're, you're um, GTF? I, dude, I'm so down to fight right now, bro. I'm so down. But, 
Nonetheless, we do have another fight announcement. This one was arguably way more shocking to me. Uh, Dustin Poirier, Dustin the Diamond Poirier, he's mentioned fighting UFC 300. He's also, you know, talked about fighting at a welterweight. He said he only wants to fight bigger names. He's kind of done chasing the title. And he just said, fuck it. He's like, you know what? Yeah, I will fight Benoit St. Denis in fucking at UFC 299, which... Usually 299 is going to be bigger than 300 at their current rate that they're going. I mean, just an absolutely insanely stacked card. Uh, and now DP taking on Benoit Saint-Denis, that has been added to it. What do you make of that lightweight matchup going down in uh, March? There is no one on this earth who could have predicted that fight. Mm-hmm. And if you say you could have, you're fucking lying to yourself. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Um... This one threw me for a loop, Josh. Like, whenever all these announcers were coming down and I see this one drop, I was in other shock. Mm. Um, because I honestly, from what it seemed like, I didn't think Dustin was ever going to defend his position. I didn't think Dustin... I thought he was going to kind of hold his spot and kind of wait out and maybe get some Max Holloway matchup, maybe the Conor McGregor rematch, maybe the Justin Gaethje rematch. I don't know, but just... Some fight like that, or maybe he's going to fight Kobe Covington at 170. Like, I thought that's the path we were going down, and no, not at all. We kind of fucking did a fucking U-turn, went around, did a donut, parked the car, uh, didn't park the car, took off the fucking handbrake, let it go down the hill, and now we're here. Hmm. Yeah, dude, I, I, yeah, I fully agree. I didn't see this fight coming at all, man. I don't think anybody did. Um. For Dustin, I mean, look, this is actually a very interesting fight. I know a lot of people were just saying, like, Benoit's going to run through him. And I love Benoit St. Denis, like, straight up. But at the same time, that's a that's a very interesting fight that Dustin Poirier absolutely has a chance of winning. Um, I'm, I'm surprised that he is defending his spot. I didn't exactly expect it. Uh, but at the same time, man, that's a banger of a fight. No issues with it. And Does he retire, to though? No, I don't think he'll retire. You think he retires or he loses? I think if he loses, he will actually start. Because Dustin said that he only wants money fights and stuff like that for a while now. So I think if he actually does lose, he'll start to follow the money path. And maybe he'll fight Colby at welterweight. Or maybe he'll he'll fuck around with his weight class or stuff like that. I think realistically, with a loss, he is going to stop talking about the title for good. I don't think he'll retire, though. Because I think Dustin's in that spot where he's, like, still a dog, still entertaining as fuck, still puts on banger matchups, and he's getting paid a lot of money. So I think the UFC would be willing to, like, you know, cut a deal with them where it's like, okay, maybe you'll fight this guy here at welterweight or a fun fight with fucking, you know, Nate Diaz for five rounds for a main event or stuff like that, you know? Yeah, he might fight Fedor. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Why are you pushing, why are you pushing F- fucking old-ass Fedor to come back? Leave the man alone, goddammit. That's my go. No, I, no, I agree. I agree, but, like... You know, when, when the man is tired, when the man says he's done, you know, maybe we should just let him be done, you know? That's all <laughs> no. I'm saying, Angel. That's all <laughs> I'm saying, brother, you know? Not, anyways, anyways. Um, yeah, man, it should, should be, uh, both of those fights are bangers. This, this next one is an interesting topic, man. Um, <laughs> our boy, Mikey Musumeci, absolutely, one of the greatest jujitsu fucking guys on the planet, man. Um, also fights in one championship, called out Sneeko. Uh, Sneeko's been training boxing for a couple months. Uh, 
I guess he talks shit on Mikey Musumeci on stream. I somebody linked a clip talk, of it. I think he talks shit on jujitsu. I can't remember what he was talking shit about. He's talking about someone who he's talking about Shinye or someone, someone who did jujitsu and it was just bashing jujitsu as a whole. And uh, that's when Mikey kind of went off on the. Oh, okay. Twitter so, so, so Sneeko's boxed for like three weeks and he found his balls is what you're saying. Basically, he's he's talking he's talking shit now. <laughs> what a guy. Anyways, I, yeah. You know people who don't know Sneeko, who Sneeko is right now, so confused. So, okay, so Sneeko, for, for those of you who are not aware, he's a streamer. He, he's basically gay Andrew Tate without the bullshit kickboxing titles. That's, that's like the way to put it. <laughs> this fucking guy. Am I, did I say anything wrong? No, I mean, there's a little bit more to his backstory that I know, but sure, if I can, we can, we can roll with that. I mean, if you, I mean, if you have any more, you can share with me. I just know that he came, became popular through I mean, he kind of rumble within the last like two. Like, yeah, two years. I mean, but prior to that, I would say he was kind of doing kind of different forms of content. He actually did stuff. He worked with Mr. Beast for a period of time. Something that people, I'm I mean, sure even people who are like Sneeko fans don't even fucking know. Um, on top of that, he used, to, he used to make really different content, and then like he went on to do kind of like this Sigma male kind of content. You know, the Andrew yeah. Tate kind of shit, the the fresh and fit kind of guys. Yeah. No, no ad, no ad. Uh, you oh, know, God, no ad, yeah. You know, kind of kind of that stuff, and then kind of, you know, trying to promote, you know, what what him and uh, these other guys think are, like, what men in society should be or what guys should be doing, you know, and kind of going about like that. Yeah. Yeah, so, ba- so basically, like I said, like, you know, gay entertain, uh <laughs> he is the one who did the cuck shit, right? Like, actual... Like, Look, I, I don't know about that. I'm not. Gonna, all right, all right, okay, all right. You know, right, I'm not gonna. We won't get deep in that. I won't uh, get deep into all of that. You know, I ain't got that information. You know, I ain't trying to fucking. You know, cuck cuck allegations are you know. Yeah. You know, so so, anyways, yeah. I mean, he's uh, yeah. I think I explained it pretty well there. So Mikey Musumeci called him out. He said, "Hey, you're a boxer. You say you're a boxer. Let's fight. Let's have an MMA fight." Um. What is your interest level in seeing Mikey Musumeci, uh commit homicide uh, in 2024? What, what, what is wild enough to do it, dude? And I'd be so down for it. I mean, yeah, one one does some wild shit. One championship does some wild shit. I think that'd be right near the top of the list of wild shit. And that like, would be I, so yeah. funny in the world where fucking Sneeko wins somehow. Angel, I ran through all the universes. <laughs> I ran through all the universes. The only way Sneeko beats Mikey Musumeci is with a fucking gun, okay? Like <laughs> Sneeko, Sneeko's always got a strap on him, so... Fucking... <laughs> okay. Oh, know, man. It's not unlikely, funny enough. Yeah, the, like I guess the only way he wins is if, like, Mikey Musumeci enters the cage and fucking Sneeko is 300 yards away and got six weeks of firearm training. Like, this, that's the only way that he's... <laughs> He says he's a straight shooter, bro. Uh, yeah, I mean that's what he says. But anyways, man. Uh, what, yeah, what, think, if he, what if he knocked out Mikey, dude? What what, Mikey? Yeah, what if? What, what, what if? And, he, what if he couldn't get the takedown? Yeah, what if Mikey couldn't get the takedown? What if? What if Sneeko was just? What if no, he just no, uses no. his alpha male brain to dude, like? Hey, man, you're 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 a fucking black belt until you start getting punched in the face, dude. That's all I'm gonna say. Hey, that, you're hey, man. You make you make a good point. You make a good point. I mean, I know Sneeko with his fucking <laughs> his seven minutes of fucking boxing training. I know he's really going to put hands on him, dude. Uh, dude, I'm, I'm telling you, dude, Andrew Tate, Pat Miletic in that corner. They, <laughs> they, 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 can build, they can build a world champion, dude. 
oh man, fucking, they're gonna, they're gonna get back to the corner. So he goes, fucking, he goes, what do I do? And Pat just be like, oh, you just gotta fucking. <laughs> <laughs> He's like fucking giving him a fucking, somebody's giving Pat a fucking breathalyzer in the corner, you know, like fucking, can't answer any questions. Uh, Jesus, man. Yeah, I mean, I hope it happens, you know. I, like I said on Twitter, you know, if Mikey Musumeci actually fought Sneeko, he'd literally, he would literally cripple him for the rest of his life. So, really hoping it happens. Um, anyways, man. Next up, we, we, in terms of actual fights, I mean, that was kind of like a joke topic. In terms of actual, actual fights, John Jones will not be fighting Tom Aspinall anytime soon. Um, if you guys have, have kept up with it, I know you guys probably have. Uh, Tom Aspinall has been calling out John Jones for quite a while now. Um, he said that, you know, if I'm not, if, if let me be clear. He's calling out John Jones and Stipe. Um, he said, you know, like, what's the point of me being interim champion if I if they're not going to let me defend the belt, and, but they're also not going to let me fight Stipe. They're not, and John Jones isn't going to fight me. Like, just will somebody please fight me? <laughs> you know, like that's kind of been his main his main thing over the last week or so. John Jones finally responded after a long, long hiatus. Uh, I guess from from social media as well as from the gauge, he said a, he said a variety of things. Um, notably, he, he pretty much just downplayed the idea of fighting Tom Aspinall. He said, "You talking about somebody's ego running wild is one of the most hypocritical things ever. You literally haven't kept my balls out of your mouth since you won that imaginary championship. Both you and Sergey have zero championships between your name. It's funny that you actually walk around feeling like the world champion, especially when the actual champion is undefeated and had a flawless last performance. Literally didn't get hit my last fight. My Stipe fight was booked, blah, 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 blah. You know, and he said, to kind of conclude, the UFC Stipe and I have unfinished business. It's really just that simple. With all that in mind, Angel... I'll just go and pass the ball to you. What do you make of this back and forth? What do you make about the fi- the fact that it seems like John George is kind of threatening retirement as well? Um, what, what do you make of all this, man? He sounds a little entitled, doesn't he? I I would say so. I would say so. I would say so. Yeah. I mean, say how it is. I'm gonna just keep it 100. Do you think it's possible that he will end up – do you think he'll follow through on not fighting Tom Aspinall? Because it seems like he's teased it quite a lot. But then he kind of backtracked a bit. He's like, I'm not saying I won't, but I think I'm, saying, he, I'm saying – I'm saying – I think he, if he if he gets that itch, he'll do it. Yeah. Because, I mean, dude, like, like Eddie Guerrero said, dude, I, I'm an addict, bro. You know? <laughs> this motherfucker – this motherfucker's been watching wrestling fucking <laughs> – seen all those – all the shit, man. Yeah, uh, I'm just like Eddie Guerrero. I'll always be an addict, you know? So, you know, uh, hello, hello, fuck you, John. I mean, has, man, what's that? No, <laughs> You're fucking. But, <laughs> anyways. Uh, regardless, yeah. though, no, I mean, I think if, if, uh, if John is to fight Steve, if it ever does happen, right? Let's say he does win. And Tom Aspinall is still there. If, and if Steve has that itch, he has that little urge, I think he'll go for it. That's just him. He yeah. can't help himself. Yeah, and and obviously the big another big part of it too is the fact that John Jones would need to beat Stipe Miocic. Which, look, I love me some Stipe. I'm not going to rule him out, but we got to be honest here. Whenever we saw him last at that MSG show, he was walking like he walks like me. Um, 
which I have, if the guys don't know, my spine is literally fucked. So, I mean, that's not a good thing. Fucking, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's not good. But, uh, he's walking like me. He's 7,000 years old and he hasn't fought since a knockout loss. Even we just tired, dude, from saving people out of, in these fires, dude. You're right. You're right. He's out there fucking boxing up the fires, bro. He, he's, he's firefighting. That's for sure. Um, he may just really has to put out these forest fires, dude. Like, yeah, it seems like only he can prevent forest fires. Jokes aside, I mean, yeah, I mean, I actually have this is actually this could sound crazy coming from me, and I know you're going to be surprised at my take. I think John Jones is somewhat right about this situation. I, I really do. I'm not a John Jones fan. If you've listened to the show, I've done many rants about John Jones, about how I think he's a, a genuinely bad person. Um. That's the way I'll put it. Um, I don't know what else you can call a man that beats the shit out of his fiance and the mother of his children in front of them in a hotel room. Allegedly. I mean, I don't think there's anything alleged about it. She dropped the charges because, well, you know, I'm not going to get into it, but. I'm, I'm trying to not get sued, you know. I yeah, guess. you're right. You're right. Uh, you're right. We'll say allegedly. Allegedly, according to multiple police reports and arrest, arrest sheets and everything else. And that's just, that's just one incident. Um, that's, but yeah, man. I mean, I have a lot of personal thoughts about John Jones. But here's the reality: Tom, uh, Tom Aspinall accepted that fight, knowing damn well that you know. I, I said that. That yeah. uh, we gotta take a pause here. I said that, but all I can think of now is that night when he got arrested after he got inducted to UC Hall of Fame, and he's drunk as fuck. And it's funny because I called him entitled earlier. He and he's telling them he's like, you know the fuck I am. That's you know true. The fuck I am. Dude, I don't even think most people know about that, bro. I mean, we got swept under the rug real quick. And, and it didn't help, because I remember at the time, I, I publicly bitched about the fact on this show that, like, the, the the MMA news sites, they were reporting it, like, John Jones arrested for, you know, it, it, like, it was, like headbutting a police car and, like, grabbing a woman's hair was, like, the headline I saw from a couple of different, head, like, sites. It's like, no, like, he was arrested because... There was blood found all over his fiance and all over the hotel room, and his daughter went to the security guards and said, "Please help us." That's why he was arrested. <laughs> and then he headbutted the police car. It was like, you know who the fuck I am, you know, and like all that stuff. Oh so, God, I need to find that clip, dude, and put it. I in know. I need, to, I need. I need to tweet that shit out anytime John tweets. But to redirect it back, I mean, here's my thoughts. I think John Jones, I think he's kind of in the right here because the reality is Tom Aspinall accepted that fucking fight with Sergey, knowing damn well he was going to have to sit around and wait for a year. The UFC said at the time, Dana said at the time, John said at the time, Stipe said at the time, we're going to fight each other next. This this interim title, you know, it's nice, but we're probably not going to fight the winner of it. Now, Stipe said he'll fight Tom Aspinall if he wins. John Jones is noncommittal. But that was always the stakes. So, Tom, love you, man. But you knew going into that fight that you were going to have to sit around for a year. So I, don't have a, so I don't have a whole lot of sympathy. Wins? I don't, it, dude, if Stipe wins, Tom, dude, Tom, Tom Aspel has to be praying to every god on the planet that Stipe doesn't win. Dude, Stipe would be the undisputed heavyweight goat now, right? He, he would have to be. But here's the problem is that you know damn well they do a fucking rematch. Oh God! You didn't think about that, did you? Oh God! Why'd you? You know I'm that? right. <laughs> I fucking hate you right now. There's no way they'd let John Jones. They just give Tom Aspel the title shot. Maybe they. Maybe I, they. I, 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 right now, I really wish you were the fucking car that John bashes head in. 
<laughs> Jesus Christ. You wish I was those fucking Vegas cops getting yelled at, man. Like, oh, man. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't have too much sympathy for Tom on this situation. Uh, that being said, I do think that I'm not going to go all the way with it. John Jones is very clearly ducking Tom Aspinall. Like, clear as duck of all time. I mean, I, I don't. If he doesn't fight him, obviously, it seems very clear that he doesn't want to fight him. You know, like, I don't know how it could not be a duck. I mean, it's the, it's the injured kinda champion. Because it's like the last two fights that John in his career kind of matter right now. Like, relevant, you know what I mean? Because yeah. obviously the Francis fight is gone. You know, let's just face it. Yeah. Tragedy, but it is what it is. You know, but in reality, the last two fights left that John, it probably matters. You know, the last fights he has to fight, if 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 you want to word it like that, are... Stipe and Tom Aspinall. Yeah. It's crazy that Tom got in the mix there, dude. It used to be fucking Stipe Francis. Mm-hmm. We do, it, is, it is a little downgrade. You can't, no, no hate Tom Aspinall, but it just is what it is. Yeah, exactly. And something that John said is, uh, you know, you haven't been chasing me your whole career. I just moved up to heavyweight and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, yeah, John, but... You're right, you're right. You took three years to do this heavyweight move. You finally did it. You won the title. Then you fucked off. And now now you're hurt. Now we're still waiting. We're about to be on a year since he won the belt in less than two months. Um, he, you're right. He hasn't chased you his entire career, but he's been chasing you since the moment you moved up to heavyweight. So for as long as he possibly could have been chasing you, that's exactly what he's been doing. He's been talking about fighting you. So, look, man, I don't – and also another thing, too. He's talking about how, like, Stipe, like, that's a legacy fight. Brother, look around the room, man. Like, just, 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 just fucking think of, like, dude, like, could you imagine if he goes out there and beats Tom Aspinall, that would do so much more for his legacy than beating a 44-year-old Steve Miocic, or however old Steve is. I might have added a year or two on, but you get my point. Like, he's up there, dude. He's fucking up there, dude. Yeah, he's very much up there. So it's like, what are we, what are we doing? We're just pretending that, like, I mean, sure, like, I, I'm on paper, Steve is more accomplished, but like, Fights don't just exist in a fucking vacuum like that, bro. Like, he hasn't competed since March of 2021. He's 41 years old, going to be 42 by the time they fight. Like, what are, what are we doing? What are we doing here, man? So, uh, look, if I'm the UC, I would personally book, uh, you know, Stipe versus Aspinall. Um, and then I'd have the winner fight John Jones. I know they're not going to do that, but that's the way I think it should go. I mean, that's kind of how the interim title works, right? Like, and I, and I, I see, yeah, and I see some people making comparisons. They're like, "Isn't this similar to what GSP did, like back in 2018?" Kind of, but not really, because GSP vacated the title almost instantly. So there was no long wait in between, you know, him winning the belt and then you know saying, "All right, well, I will fight or I won't fight or blah blah blah." It was over within a month. A month, so. Yeah, man, it's tough. It's a tough situation. We'll have to see how it goes, though. I'm, I'm somewhere in the middle on the John Jones Aspinall thing, but it is very clear that John Jones has no interest in fighting. Um, you know, speaking speaking of speaking of vets, man, uh, we mentioned Ostipe is uh, you know 42 years old. Chris Wyman must have the the, the body of a 77 year old man. Um, he's talked before about how he's gotten like 25 surgeries in the last three years. Um, he he returned with with a loss. Last year, he will now be facing Bruno Silva in March. He said this is likely going to be his final fight. Is this the right fight for the aging Chris White? 
I mean, look, you you could argue his last fight should have been his last fight. Mm-hmm. Probably, yeah. Yeah, Russell I mean, isn't an easy fight either. No, it is not. But as far as as far as Bruno Silva being the uh, the opponent, is he is he the right man? You think? You know, uh, you know they really dropped the ball, man. We really could have had Luke Rockhold versus fucking Chris Weidman. Mm, I didn't think about that. At one point in time, we could have had that as a double retirement fight. Granted, though, fucking Luke gave Luke didn't give it easy to Paulo, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly, exactly. We don't even know where Paulo really is either. I mean, he's had like two fights in the last three he's years, had, so and also he hasn't signed his most current fight that they announced. Oh yeah, exactly. That that Whitaker fight, yeah. And. Yeah, man. Um, interesting, man. As far as as far as Chris goes, man, I'm intrigued to see it. I think he I think he could win this fight. I mean, he had moments in his last fight, uh, just just did not come out on top. You know, so we'll see. We will see. Um, I'm walking out to the right song, dude. You're that, you're right. That is the biggest issue. <laughs> um. Anyways, man. This is a couple other quick pieces to hit, man. Uh, Koji Horiguchi, fresh off of Winning Rising, according to a recent report I've seen, he will be apparently leaving Ryzen, or at the very least he's interested in it, and he informed Saki Ibarra of his intention to leave Ryzen to return to the UFC. Uh, what do you think about Koji Horiguchi potentially returning to the UFC's bantamweight division? Look, I love it. I, I think he, he realizes he has a lot of talent left in him. And that, look, Ryzen is a great, fun promotion. They put on a, a great show, and they have fun fights. But I think for a guy as talented as Koji, he could be somewhere else doing more. And, look, Bellator was about to expand and make their 125 division, but then this PFL's ex-Bellator merger happened. The issue is, though, the PFL has no 125 or 135 division, and in reality... Kyoji's best weight class is 125, not 135. So realistically for him, it makes a lot of sense to go to a place that allows him to fight in that weight class, thrive, build this legacy, and continue building upon the records he has. Because Kyoji has, I mean, look, I don't know where you put him all the time, but I mean, I think if he's able to capture that 125 strap in the UFC, he could definitely put himself in the mix up there as, as far as a all-time 125-er. Mm. Yeah, that's how I feel, man. I mean, I it honestly, I'd have to think about it. I have no idea where the fuck I put him all time. Um, but yeah, man. I mean, I'm I'm very interested in seeing him return to the UFC. And like you said, if he gets that strap, that'd be a huge legacy moment for him. You know, I mean, three champ in three different uh, major promotions. You know, like that's a big deal. Yeah. Ryzen, Bell. Did he get to hold it in Bellator? I don't. I don't know if he did. I think he did. Oh, right, man. He did. Yeah. He he beat our. Oh man. Long time ago, the guy's not even relevant anymore. I can't think of who he beat to hold it. Uh, it was, I think it was Darion Caldwell. Yes, holy fuck! I think you're hold right. that name out of fucking nowhere, dude. I haven't heard of him in for in a, in a fucking minute. And honestly, he just did right now, not too long ago. Fucking New Year's, what is it? New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, in, in fucking Japan. Mm-hmm. If he could replicate that kind of same some of those same performances that you've seen, capture that 125 strap, which I think is possible. And, and look, the matchups in the UFC, I think, would all be great and fun. I think, I think there's there's some potential bangers in there. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, yeah, look, man, I mean, it's there's a lot of fun fights you can make with him. He's an incredibly fun guy, and him for his legacy, I totally get why he's coming back, dude. I, I think he's accomplished all he can, really, outside the UFC. And him coming back, the UFC title is really the only thing he doesn't have. You know, a former – I mean, he held the title at Bantamweight and at Flyweight for Ryzen, you know, um, held the title for, for Bellator, their Bantamweight title, so – yeah, man, very, very exciting times, man. Hopefully he'll come back. Um, next up, you know, we talked about this guy a little bit in the, in the past uh, on the show, like in, in terms of, you know, his next title challenger will come at UC 300. He's hoping to fight later in the year, just two months later. Islam Makachev recently took to Twitter. He said that he's going to fight Justin Gaethje June 8th. Not confirmed. That's the goal, apparently. Um, and then he wants to turn around to fight an MSG against the winner of Oliveira Soyukin. How does that sound uh, as a plan for the lightweight champ? I mean, shooting high there, man. I mean, I don't, I don't know if that's all going to happen, especially with how much he's been. Not even him, but I feel like UFC's been icing guys a lot lately, dude. Like preventing, mm-hmm. to an extent, preventing them from doing stuff like this. Or you know, we kind of hear it from fighters. Shit, we even heard it. I mean, for a while there, we heard it from Connor. Connor wanted mm-hmm. to make his return a long time ago. I mean, dating back to the, what was the, I mean, back during COVID, right? Like all the way back then, mm-hmm. he wanted to come back. Didn't didn't seem like the UFC, the UFC didn't think it was the right time. They were waiting for it. I think they really wanted him in a in a packed arena with people and an audience, and they 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 were gonna hold out for that. No, they did. I was they did. We we saw that. So. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I respect him, man. I, I like how the champ is thinking, but at the same time, here's the thing I was thinking about the other day. I'm like, how long is Islam in this sport for? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, he could probably defend. I mean, if he let's say if he does beat Justin, and then he beats, let's say, hypothetically, Armin wins, you know, and those are his title defenses right there. You know, you know, Charles, Armin, Justin, right? That would that would be it, right? Mm-hmm. And then he makes a move up to 170 that he's talked about. I mean, I don't think he would want to stick around that much longer, would he? Oh, and Wolkanowski in there too in the mix, pound for pound. Yeah, I mean, I'd I'd assume not. I mean, I know that he said he said as recently like like a month or two ago. He's like, yeah, I don't know how much longer I'll I'll be around. Probably not as long as you think. Like he he's been upfront about the fact that like maybe he like he doesn't a win over tire. But he's not too far away from it. Mm-hmm. So, um, interesting stuff, man. Interesting stuff. I mean, as far as the plan goes, we've been very upfront about the fact, I, I think, on this show that, like, we like Justin Gaethje. I don't really want to see another Gaethje title shot, especially given the fact that, like, the guy doesn't – he doesn't train grappling. I mean, he's, he's admitted that. I mean, he's like – so it's and, and we've seen what happened the last couple of times he's ended up on the mat he's just gotten submitted almost instantly I remember whenever he fought Habib and Habib got a takedown in the last like 15 seconds made his way to mount and nearly got an inverted triangle within like 10 seconds so it's just like uh yeah man I mean I, I love me some Justin Gaethje tough tough style matchup but we'll see how it goes um, I mean you never know right at the end of the day I mean Justin could show up and fucking put a master class and you know fraud check is long. no I'm just kidding. I mean, but, it's, it's, yeah, it's fucking fighting, man, you know? Yeah, I mean, this is, this is the beauty of this sport, man. I mean, shit, we saw it with Sean Strickland just not too long ago. 
I mean, that's that's probably like the prime example of why this sport is so amazing. And fight, fighting is hurtful, man. Fighting is emotional. Being a fan of fighters hurts, you know. So I, I any, anything's possible. I, I will. I, will, I do want to ask you though, if Justin fights, let's say that they do end up doing the next fight, Islam versus Justin. If Justin loses that match, is, does he retire? Is that the end? I don't think he'll retire. I think it's a similar case as Dustin. I think Again? he'll keep on fight. Yeah, I think he'll keep on fighting, but I don't know how like oh, for I'm, how long. I, 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 granted, though, I feel like uh, Justin's heavily heavily hinted more at retiring compared mm-hmm. to Dustin. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I don't. I don't disagree with you. You know, um, he has. He's both of those guys have discussed retirement a lot. I just. I don't. I don't trust retirement. Like. We didn't even talk about this, actually. I didn't even put this in the rundown. That's my bad. Fucking Mark Hunt just announced that he's done. Like, he's out of retirement. Yeah, I, like, I saw that shit, dude. I was like, what the fuck? I'm like, well, as long as Bigfoot Silva isn't coming out of retirement, then... That's, <laughs> that's what... You know what? <laughs> BKFC rematch, Angel? Oh, my God. No. Say it's, say it's not so. Um, hashtag save Bigfoot. Hashtag save Bigfoot, man. Um... Yeah, anyways, man, I just don't trust retirement. I don't think any of these guys are actually fucking done, man. I mean, maybe maybe a guy like Gage would be serious about it, but I don't know. I mean, I, 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 see, the thing is, fuck, I, I feel like Justin likes fighting more than Dustin at this time. I feel like Dustin fights for the sake of fighting, you know what I mean? I don't it's know his career. Yeah. yeah, you know, I don't think he's so much doing it for for the glory and all, you know, everything that came with it before at one point in time, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I get it. I mean, he's been doing it a long time at a very high level and been very fucking good at it. But sadly, just falling short. I mean, shit, dude. I, I, I fucking, I, you know, announced just, uh, not Justin Gaethje, but I announced Justin Poirier leading into the Charles Oliveira fight and before that as the uncrowned king of 155 there for a while. Mm-hmm. And he seemingly did, I mean, he was beating a lot of guys. Little did I know the real uncrowned king of 155 was fucking Charles Oliveira. Mm-hmm. God, the exactly. Oliveira era exactly. is so fun. The Oliveira era, and it's just, we're just... It's not over! It's not it's, over! It's not even over yet. Yeah, we're, we're just fucking getting going. Wait, so, I, I, I re-watched both those fights recently. His win over Justin Gaethje and his win over Dustin Poirier. Fuck yeah. Bangers. Absolute bangers, man, so... And that, that Saryuki fight's gonna be incredible, dude. Um, yeah. I hope so, dude. I honestly would be disappointed if it's a blowout on either side. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, nonetheless, man, last piece of news of the day. This one's this is a bit of a weird piece of news. Uh, Nate Diaz and Jorge Masvidal will reportedly be facing off in a boxing match this spring, February or March. No date confirmed. And apparently the UFC signed off on it. What is your interest level in a rematch in the boxing ring between these two? That'd be fun. I'm down for it. It's a little different. Um, I think that, you know, it kind of gives me the kind of the Benson Henderson and Anthony Pettis kind of thing where they did it in karate combat. Yeah. You know, kind of, kind of, especially because those guys are like, they're, I mean, that's their thing, dude. Striking, you know, they're, they're dog. I mean, granted, I think if it was an MMA, there wouldn't be a lot of ground fighting to begin with, but I don't know. I just feel like for how they rep themselves, I, I'm down for that shit, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm on the same page, dude. I really, a lot of people were downing on this, like, all oh, these two old guys, or yada, yada, yada. It's like, look, dude, if these guys are going to, if Jorge Masvidal and Nate Diaz are going to keep on fighting at any point, then 
like let's just have them fight each other. Like let like fuck it, dude. You know what I mean? Like um I'd much rather that than them fighting any anybody else. Like I don't want to see these guys fight young contenders. I mean, Jorge Masvidal, I mean, he lost his last four fights when he faced actual contenders like uh, Kamaru twice, Colby, and then Gilbert. And none of those fights, I mean, the Gilbert fight, he had moments, but like, outside of that, really, none of those fights were competitive, so. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm it's gonna be a fun one. Early, early thoughts. Who are you leaning towards as of now, this box rematch? Uh, probably, probably Jorge still. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. And who knows, maybe fighting outside the UC, maybe Jorge can get on some TRT, bro. Maybe he's, <laughs> maybe he's gonna get loaded, dude. Fuck it. This fucking guy. It also depends on the rounds, too. I mean, if it's ten rounds, like Nate versus Jake, I think that's going to be tough for Jorge, dude. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. A lot of it depends. I mean, still, it hasn't been formally announced, but from what I've heard and whatever he's hearing, that seems to be the goal. So, yeah. yeah I mean, it's I, all good. You know, I think I think Jorge will be fine. He can't get inverted triangle in this sport. <laughs> yeah, right, dude. There's no fucking Toby Amato out there, bro. Like, Shut up, Toby Amato. That's crazy. Shout out, Toby Amato, dude. It's still crazy, uh, dude. If fucking Jorge would have won that fight somehow, he would have fought Eddie Alvarez that night. Or not that night, or, or at some point in that tournament. Yeah. Later on in the tournament. Yeah, crazy, crazy what if there. But, uh, anyways, man. Anyways. Um, yeah, that's all I got, man. That's all I got. Any closing thoughts on that or anything else we talk about, man? No, I mean, I'm just excited to come back next week and recap, especially because we're coming back to a fucking pay-per-view. We'll get to see each other next weekend, Josh. Like, yeah. I'm I'm fucking down. And especially because, look, the card, it maybe it's necessarily most stacked, but we know after that it's going to get pretty saucy. We're going to get some pretty fun cards after this, too. I, I'm just ready to start off the new year, man. I'm excited for, you know, this is obviously the first episode of the year. Uh, I can't wait to come back and kind of discuss just just everything, dude. Like I'm, I'm just ready to get back in the mix. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, 100. We're fucking back, dude. It felt like 2024. We've had a weird start of the year, but we're fucking back, dude. So much news, so many big fights coming up, and I hope you guys stay along with us. We had 1,300 subs this week. Thank you to everybody for who helped us uh, pass that milestone, and uh, you know, hopefully we can get, you know, some some video going on the pod. But we'll have some other fun stuff coming in within the next month or two. And uh, just keep on moving forward, man. We're, we're really on the verge of it. We really do appreciate everybody sticking along with us. So I uh, hope you guys enjoyed. I'm at Josh Shimonoff on Twitter. He's at Angel Ortega underscore 01. Awkward side sound for all things relating to the show. Peace and butt grease. Mouse click.